Welcome to the Legendarium. It's like if Doctor Strange did Brigadoon. It's it's <laughs> if Sha- if if Shambhala were Brigadoon. Nice. Benedict Cumberbatch would be in this. Welcome back, everybody. Welcome to the Legendarium Podcast number one twenty-eight. We're calling this the Random Roundup. I am Craig Hanks, your host. Now, I cannot believe that I'm about to do this, but I I lost uh, an unofficial (laughs) wager on Reddit, so here we go. He is a talented stage actor, a long-suffering friend, and the co-creator of Stick Wars, as well as this podcast. It's Ryan Bruckman. You can just go shove it, man. (laughs) (laughs) He's the most charitably disposed person in the room and will almost certainly think more of you than you think of yourself. It's Todd Wente. What have you done with Craig? And please, (laughs) I can't believe I'm going to say this. Bring him back. Yeah, well. By the way, did you know on a phone your name autocorrects to Wentworth, which I think is much better, by (laughs) the way. Todd Wentworth. Todd Wentworth. I'm typing that in right now. Yeah. Uh, And he started this podcast as someone who hadn't read much fantasy, but his boundless enthusiasm and willingness to experiment have been an asset to this podcast for almost three years. It's Ken Johnson. Wow. I'm speechless. Yeah. Wow. So let me tell you a little bit about what's (laughs) happening right now. Give him a tissue to wipe the blood from his eyes. (laughs) (laughs) I'm in a little pain, but... I was even ready for it after the other two, and it still knocked me for a loop. <laughs> so, uh, thank well, you. I'll by tell, the way. I'll thank tell you. you. Hey, you're welcome. Honestly, you are welcome. Um, you, I'll tell you about that in just a second. First of all, patreon.com slash legendarium is where you can go to support the podcast, and we hope you do that. We need your support not only in sharing the podcast and listening and uh, communicating with us, but also financially. It'll be great to have your support. We've got a whole bunch uh, over the last week or two. We've had a, a whole bunch of $1 donations come in, and those just set my heart soaring. It means a lot to me to know that you know, even if you don't have a lot to give, a dollar per episode, it's not its not crazy. That's less, I think everybody's favorite point of comparison is that's less than you would spend on a cup of coffee at Starbucks every morning. And that's, you know, monthly, it's three or four bucks. So uh, we really, really appreciate those people yeah. pitching in. Uh, anyway, now... For the actual uh, explanation of what happened just a moment ago, <laughs> if you go to Reddit, you can now go to reddit.com slash thelegendarium, I think. I'll have to double check that. And uh, and you can interact with the podcast there. Todd, if you remember in last week's episode, mm-hmm. we did uh, Dauntless by Jack Campbell. That was a great episode with Scott. But uh, I put out the call. I said, you know, somebody had suggested that we do our own subreddit, but I don't really know anything about that, and none of us has the time to figure it out. So if anybody wants to put something together, knock yourself out. Well, I, I uh, aired the podcast, went to sleep, and when I woke up, I discovered that within three hours of airing, somebody had actually gone onto Reddit and started a Legendarium subreddit. And so thank you, thank you very, very much uh, for that. And we've had a few people join already. I put out a little notice on Facebook, uh, but this is the first uh, notice here on the uh, on the podcast itself that there is a subreddit that you can join. There's like 50 people there already, but uh, I'm hoping for, you know, a few hundred and we can get some good discussions going. But one of the first things that came up was somebody submitted, if you 
if, if this post gets 15 upvotes, Craig will have to offer sincere compliments to the people on the podcast instead of insults. And I figure, eh, well, why not? Sure. And it got like 24 or something. So Wow. Yeah. So, uh, Thank you, wow. Grandma. Thank you, Aunt. <laughs> so don't worry. Sounds like an episode of the Waltons. That'll never, ever happen again. <laughs> but we can... <laughs> But we can figure out some, you know, there will be some fun stuff to go uh, to go check out on that subreddit. We'll do discussion threads. We'll have a discussion thread up there for this episode so you can yell at us for all of our opinions on movies and TV shows and whatnot. <laughs> um, and, uh, and, but we'll also do other fun little things like that. It's also the place where I'm planning to, for the next little while at least, we'll see how it goes, where I'm planning to let you all know what's coming up on the podcast. I know that's been an issue. It's been kind of hard to figure out just how to communicate here's what we're going to be reading uh, because I know some of you like to read along with what we're doing and uh, I, I tried a, a calendar on the website for a while but I got some feedback on that that it was not very readily apparent and it's kind of hard to yeah. keep track of and so hopefully this will be a way that uh, that we can let you all know what's going to be coming up um, and and you can give us your feedback on that and we'll promptly ignore it uh, that was a lie. But anyway, <laughs> uh, which brings me to my last piece of housekeeping. There is a new fun little tool on the website, and I need you all to use it. Not you guys in the room. Uh, I, I hear enough of your voices already. But you can actually leave the Legendarium Podcast a voicemail now on the website. So go to thelegendariumpodcast.com and look in the lower right-hand corner of your screen if you're on a... a computer if you're on your phone it's just at the bottom of your uh, of the page there it says leave a voicemail and using the microphone on your phone or on your webcam or whatever you can leave us a little voicemail we want to hear from you and i think it'll be a fun tool especially for the rest of our wheel of time run uh, for people who want to submit questions to the podcast and have us answer something uh, that'll be the way that we do it. So uh, that's not the only thing you can do with it. You can leave us a voicemail for whatever you want. And if it's uh, if it's less than about 30 seconds and if it's funny or interesting or whatever, we'll put it on the podcast. Yeah, it could be your chance to get on yeah. if you always wanted to. Yeah, we, we've tried a few things in the past as far as getting uh, some listeners on the show, but scheduling is such a nightmare with it that it never seemed to work yeah. out. I think it only worked out once. And so that's just, I'm just not sure it's going to work. Uh, but I think this is going to be a good way to, to interact a little bit. So hopefully you guys all, hopefully you guys all use it and we really sincerely want to hear from you. So yep. oh, I've talked way too much. You guys want to talk about a few things? A few things. Yes. A few things. All right. It, I, it's called a random roundup because today we're going to be talking about basically all the media we've been consuming for the last few months, all the movies, all the TV shows. Uh, we'll talk about uh, Kong Skull Island, Beauty and the Beast, Iron Fist, Logan, Power Rangers, Zelda, the new Sanderson cover that just came out, all sorts of stuff. Uh, and obviously the uh, Neil Gorsuch uh, hearings on C-SPAN uh, have been a big part of our lives. Right. Uh, I've been live tweeting them. Yeah. And, and uh, the debate on, on Trump care. It's right. Been, obviously. Yeah. yeah. So oh, we'll get to all of it. Don't worry. 
So anyway, uh, what should we start with? I, I kind of want to start boring and get to the good stuff. Well, then let's start with the Neil Gorsuch hearings. <laughs> <laughs> I don't know. The Neil Gorsuch hearings have actually I've, been entertaining. I was going to say, I, I was just going to say, I've, I, I haven't actually been watching on C-SPAN, but I've caught a few of the clips and it's pretty good stuff. That guy's, been, that guy's fantastic. So I, I was thinking more, not, f- not for us, but for our listeners. <laughs> oh, <laughs> oh, right. Okay. That, that's um, true. No, I, I kind of thought I would start with Kong Skull Island. Uh, and talk about that a little bit because, uh, quite frankly, <sighs> really, have you guys seen it? No, no. Am I the only one? Uh, yes. Okay, Ryan. I, I think was just waiting li- on your confirmation. I think you're literally the only one. <laughs> no, I don't know. It's I went and saw it with my dad, and uh, and he really liked it. And I have to be honest, I liked it. Okay, it's if I were giving it like ten. A, a review out of 10 I'd probably give it like a 5 it wasn't a bad movie it dragged through the middle quite a bit a 5 is an F no I'm not grading it oh I'm rating it <laughs> oh sorry <laughs> uh, no I, probably a 5 out of 10 like it's it's certainly competently made and, and it was really fun in parts um, but it wasn't terribly well constructed and uh, they did some really weird and potentially racist things with Samuel L. Jackson, and it, it was yeah. kind of it was kind of unsettling and bizarre. But there were a lot of really fun moments, and John C. Riley is uh, amazingly hilarious <laughs> in it. Um, so he's pretty much amazingly hilarious oh, all the time. He's he's uh, he's wunderbar. Uh, he or uh, what was I going to say? Oh, so this would probably be worth. Um, a red box or you know like a google play rental in a little while but i i don't think i would bother spending 12 bucks to go see it in the theater okay i'm i'm um, interested on uh from your perspective because you're the one that's yeah. seen it i mean i know this is supposed to be part of a bigger monster universe now everybody wants yeah. to integrate all their movies and this is supposed to be the precursor or this damn is this, you marvel this is this yeah exactly this is the setup to godzilla versus king kong right the the godzilla movie came out a couple years ago and it was fine too i mean it was As i kind of felt the same way yeah if you saw that godzilla movie what was the guy's name gareth edwards yeah that made godzilla and made if rogue you, one if you saw that one that that has uh much the same feeling if i recall correctly as this one as far as uh, really, really exciting beginning, really dragging in the middle, and then an exciting conclusion. Um, and it, it had kind of the same tone in a lot of ways. Anyway, so uh, yeah, if, if you like that one or didn't like that one, that might be a good indication for this. Yeah. So That r- reminds me of a movie that it came out a couple of years ago that really just fell on its face hardcore, but I really liked it. And it, the intention of the movie was to set up another monster universe. Oh, I was going to say Jupiter Ascending. Pacific no. Rim? No, no, no. No. Pacific Rim did not fall on its face. If that, that was that the took most off in glorious. That was the most wonderful cinema we've had in the last I 10 love years. That movie so <laughs> I really much. enjoyed it. Critics didn't necessarily enjoy it. I don't it. care. <laughs> but yeah, the, movie, the movie was, is called Dracula Untold. Oh, yeah, yeah. Oh. It has uh, Luke Evans, uh, who, was, who recently played Gaston. Um, which I'm sure if, if any of us have seen that, <laughs> right. maybe we'll I've, touch on that I one. see, and when you say Luke Evans, I go Bart. Well, he was Bart, Bart the, Bart the, the Bart Yeah. 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 So. yeah. Um, but he plays uh, Vlad the Impaler. He plays mm-hmm. the character that becomes Dracula. And the, the original concept of that story was to start this 
the heroes or the the monsters of the Dracula. monsters of legend. Uh, yeah, uh, and they were going to kind of have their own little Avengers group type. Was thing. that was that supposed to be alongside like I Frankenstein? Yeah, that's oh, that, that the was, idea was like those, that thing was so bad. All of those are supposed to come together. That's what those were. <laughs> okay, um, but well, it hasn't and, taken and off. Tom Cruise's The Mummy that's coming out. I think that's supposed to be in part of that as well. But the fact is it, it wasn't received well enough. So there's there's this one character that's supposed to carry through all these series to, yeah. to kind of be the one gathering them together. And they kind of went, okay, well, that didn't work. Uh, but I really like the movie, actually. I think it's one of my favorite Dracula stories that I've ever seen uh, because it wasn't actually situated on blood and gore. Um, it's definitely there, but not not really not really too bad. But there's some beautiful cinematography, some beautiful uh, work in, in that in that piece but as a whole yeah i get i get why it fell but i, I would say if you want to go go watch a, a monster movie that's a little bit better than than average um i actually <laughs> think that dracula untold is well worth it's well worth the time that should go on the jacket better than <laughs> average <laughs> a little better than a average better than average um oh, this is a, if it's one if it's from rotten tomatoes it's a spotted red tomato like just <laughs> right really bruised it's, it's fresh but not certified fresh yeah. i uh, i was talking to somebody the other day and they said what did you think of uh, an, another movie that we'll talk about in a moment and i said you know it was really competently made and they said uh, whoa <laughs> coming from you that's really high praise yeah. <laughs> Uh, but that's anyway. also the kind of praise that when somebody says, that's all you got on that one? Is that it was competently made? <laughs> it wasn't engaging. It wasn't fun. It wasn't, it was competent. Okay. Well, anyway, I, yeah, I don't want to, I don't want to. We need to get a page on our website or whatever for people to reference that's like top 10 movies for each of us that we are with the people we have said are like great movies that we love type thing. Oh, you know, right. That's not a bad idea. So that way that, you know, Craig can put up John Wick and all these other ones. Oh, man. <laughs> oh. So, so that when you know when Has we're talking, seen... you can reference these and go, yeah, not listening to him. Yeah, not Craig's to him. top movies, Brian's top movies. Yeah, exactly. Did you see John... my closest uh, line? Have you too. seen John Wick too? Yet? I saw it. Yeah. We need, we, we need, I, I'm done with Kong, so I, you can ask away. I want your take on, I, I want your, did you see it? I have not seen it. Has yet. anybody seen it? No. Who's seen John Wick 1? I've seen John Wick 1. Nobody I else? I still okay. haven't even seen John Wick 1. So, so, yeah. so I, I have a stack. limited headshot count, and that movie already goes over. <laughs> oh, 2 is way worse. Well, 2 isn't so much about headshots as it is about stabby stabby. I think we Body. already talked yeah, about that. Yeah, we talked about that a little bit. We did talk about that. So um, I, I talked to a couple of guys at work that have also seen John Wick, and they know that they know that I'm that I'm counting the days. I've only got so many days that I can, that I can go see R rated movies. It's a long standing arrangement with my wife. If I want to stay married, I limit the number of R rated movies that I go to in a month. <laughs> nice. So, and this month I used mine, so I'm waiting for next <laughs> month. We'll talk about that later, but, but, uh, I loved John wick. I loved it. Um, John wick too. What'd you think? Um, it's, it, it's a bit like, okay. So we've all seen taken, Mm-hmm. which uh, was really engaging and it had an, uh, an interesting idea. And, you know, you can debate on the merits of the actual uh, realistic aspects <laughs> of the story or whatever, but uh, but it was fun, it was interesting. And then the second one came out and everybody goes, well, yeah, it's kind of, it's the same thing. You're kind of retreading the same thing and it wasn't so good, but, but okay, Liam Neeson's running around shooting guys again. Yeah, hoorah. Kind of the same thing, except that John Wick 1 was so much better than Taken mm-hmm. that John Wick 2 being that kind of like one rung down on the ladder still makes it an excellent movie. 
if that does that make sense kind of that comparison so it's yes it's a wonderful movie i recommend it highly if you liked john wick one um (laughs) if if your name is my mom please don't go see it (laughs) um but uh but but yeah I, i i liked it quite a bit and one of the interesting things about this one, and this isn't spoiling anything, it's simply a continuation of That's the first movie. It like picks up an hour later or whatever. And so he's already had the crap kicked out of him. He starts the movie with broken ribs and like a mashed up face. And it just keeps escalating from there. <laughs> wow. It get it's really intense intense. So I'm looking forward to it. You're yeah. selling me. Um <laughs> Anyway, we should really talk about something that somebody else has seen so that I'm not the only one going so sh- here. Should we jump all the way to Logan? Uh, or do we want to save speaking, Logan for let's a little while? Speaking of body Logan. counts and headshots. No, let's save, let's save <laughs> Logan because uh, Ryan, two nights ago, saw something that I didn't think he would ever go see. I, I have been limited in my media viewing lately just because of scheduling. And I went and saw Power Rangers. And? Um, and? Go, go, Power Rangers. I actually... Tell so me they had the song. They do. Oh. <laughs> like in the movie or just in, in the, the credits? No, in the movie. Oh, cool. Um, so here, here's the thing. I went in there with fully expecting them to just crap all over one of my... My, my love loves as a child. Oh, okay? for sure. Like... It's a very campy series. There's, I mean, there's, it's just, it's really bad. If you go back, I've gone back and watched some of the original series, and I just, like, man, this is terrible. I love it so much. Um, (laughs) Not just a guilty pleasure, but a really guilty pleasure. (laughs) Yeah. So I was really concerned. Like, I I don't know how you're going to do this because if you take it, you know, if you try and make it too real and too gritty and too dark or whatever, then it's not going to be the Power Rangers that we loved. If you try and match it too much to the original series, it's going to be too campy. So what are you going to, you know, what do you do? Uh, the the answer is that you kind of take the Power Rangers aspect of it and you make it a back burner piece, um, which is what I loved about this so much is the it's being a ranger is a bit of a MacGuffin in this. It's pushing things forward, but it's not the main deal. It's about these five kids getting to be a team and learning to to work together and care about each other and things like that. Um, and Commies, they, yeah, right. And they did <laughs> baseball. Power Think Ranger baseball. Just <laughs> One of my favorite things, which they kind of allude to in the trailer a little bit, um, but they don't really come right out and say until you see the movie. Um, the Blue Ranger in this, uh, he's autistic. Oh, um, oh, really? In the trailer, you see him kind of arranging the pencils, and you know he's got a little something going on. But he's autistic. He, tell, he even talks about how he's on the spectrum, and in his personality and the actor, who I wish I knew their names, um, he does such a phenomenal job with that. Uh, and making this character become the uniting force for this group a lot because they all come to love him so much and he shows that he just has this complete love for the other people because he hasn't had friends That's and awesome. he doesn't really understand like, yeah. it's something he hasn't really connected with and so you start to care about these kids uh, and, and their relationship and the rest of it's kind of like yeah I'm, I'm, I want you to get into the suits and I want to get to the zords and everything um, but I'm I'm more interested in the story in front of me right now than that part right there. The only one I know going in is the Pink Ranger because she played my favorite character on Lemonade Mouth. Yes, I'm a grown man. That's okay. But <laughs> so I, I that's a debatable <laughs> uh, point that but you yeah, make. So I, but I like the Pink Ranger. I don't remember her name, but I like Amy I like Joe Pink Johnson. Ranger. Well, I like the original Pink Ranger because she was hot. But they also do but, they. 
They change up the story a little oh, bit with oh, the Rangers. Um, Ken, you're a pig. <laughs> <laughs> no, Amy Joan Johnson was in my wheelhouse. We're, yeah, that was my anyway. No, no, no. You're my a pig. generation. But the new Pink Ranger, she's like my daughter. Man, that's gross. So, <laughs> oh. they've they've done a few things with the show that make it really, really good. Um, I'm, I'm having a hard time bringing us back to this time. I'm having a hard time here. Me, can, so can I Can I just ta- say I've, yeah. uh, over the last couple of weeks, I've watched the first six episodes of the original because it's on Netflix. And so with my kids, oh, wow. uh, we've turned on, it, my, my eight-month-old daughter, by the way, riveted by Power Rangers. You, wow. you put a, a few little rice puffs in front of her and Power Rangers and she's good for 25 minutes. Uh, yeah. Wow. Awesome. So anyway, so we've watched a out. few of them and it, I've been kind of thinking about it because I haven't seen the movie yet but I, I kind of would like to just to see how they do with it and as you're watching it, you know, like you said, it's really campy but we were kids. We were little kids yeah. watching this show and to, so to us it wasn't campy. To right. us, it was it was engaging. It was colorful. It was fast paced. It was loud. It was all these things. Um, it, it, so it was perfect, and it kind of carried a little bit for a seven year old. I'm talking about from a seven year old's perspective. It carried no, a little gotcha. bit of moral weight to it. Mm-hmm. Um, it had all those things, and so I thought, okay, they're making a Power Rangers movie. I'm not going to be offended. Uh, I'm not going to be offended if they don't carry through all that kind of childishness through but can they kind of match the feelings we had as seven-year-olds to the movie going experience as 20 and 30 year olds Mm -hmm. right Mm -hmm. and so if they did that i'm i'm satisfied and i really want to go see it i would say that it's it's pretty close um i'm not going to say that they hit it square on um there's what happens is that you have a lot of recognizable elements and a lot of things you're in there going, yeah, I, I remember this power coins and I remember you know, things like <laughs> yeah, this. Right. I, and so all these things that you recognize, but they're inside of another just alternate dimension type story. <laughs> um, that's more of the feel. Um, but I think if if you're a fan of Power Rangers, you'll definitely enjoy it. Um, uh, there's, I have to also say, um, and I'm spacing on her name, uh, played Rita Repulsa. Oh, um, Elizabeth Banks. Elizabeth Banks. Absolutely fantastic job. Really? Yes. Because I hated her in the in the trailer. In the trailer, she looked over the top and, yeah, awful, but... She... That's the trailer. Well, I mean, it's Rita Repulsa. Over right. the top is kind of the order that's, of the day. Uh, that's true. That's Here's the thing. Rita, Rita growing up, I mean, she's never a scary villain. No, she's... This ridiculous. Rita is scary. Like, she's actually legitimately creepy. I've and killed ranges, you know. That's, uh, yeah. <laughs> yeah, this one looks like it, it steps up the serious factor. Because that's, well, I was so older the, when Power Rangers was popular here. And old, it, old, Ken, the word is old. No, I was older. I was young, but I was older. No, Ken. It wasn't, the, it no, wasn't Ken, you, no, you, you were, were, you were I, old. I was old. I it was wasn't, old. I was old. I was younger than you, still am. I was, wow. It, I was a little older than Power Rangers, but it, it seemed silly. Not, uh, not like, you know. It's know. if So if she came out um, and was what you see in the trailers from the beginning, I think that would be the case. But to I'm spoiler alert a little bit here. It's not really a crucial spoiler or whatever. Um, the show starts out with seeing how the last set of rangers die, how they end, basically. And Brian Cranston's the Red Ranger, and he's burying coins, oh. things like that. Um, Who? 
He was in the original, by the way. Yeah, I know. I've okay. heard that. All right. Um, yeah. Was he really? He plays, Brian, he plays some of the voices of some of the villains. Really? Uh, yeah. It's, wow. And does a bang-up job, too. Yeah, he does. Anyway. Um, and Rita is the Green Ranger who's betrayed them. I mean, that's been... Right. That's that, been that's, told. that was established. I mean, right. that was mentioned. So. Um, basically, she gets killed, in quotes, um, thrown into this into the sea and is mummified in the sea and they she get, her body gets brought up and she slowly is regenerating from her from being mummified basically and so the first 15 or not 15 minutes because she's not really that for the first little while that she's regenerating she's just like the mummy think of the mummy like yeah. Brenda Fraser like that's Rita Repulsa oh and so it's her regenerating into the form that you see in the trailer and things like that. It's mm. really creepy. Huh. Cool. Well, well so I'm interested do you, I'm, do I'm you interested. recommend it? Uh, yeah. Okay. If you, if you like Power Rangers or um, if you enjoyed uh, similar along the veins of like Hunger Games and Maze Runner, that era, that style, um, you'd definitely enjoy this. If, even if you didn't love Power Rangers before, that it has a very similar feel. Um, kind, of a, kind of a 21st century YA... Yeah, stuff. Yeah, feel. it's maybe just okay. a little half step above, but around that area. The one caution I will give all the Power Rangers friends is that they they do a great job until like the last twenty minutes when they decide it's time to now do all these nods to the old series. Oh man, oh. I hate that. It it really I I'm like I was very happy all the way through. There's no, you know, we're not doing cameos. We're not, you know, doing these. Oh, things. and then Tommy shows up or something. Uh, yeah, oh I'm no, sure. you're nodding your head with Tommy. Oh jeez. Tommy and Kimberly both show up yeah. to take pictures of the new Megazord. They're standing in a crowd taking pictures oh, of the really? new Megazord. <laughs> That's funny. It's a little thing, but then so as soon as they. Well, as soon as they get their Zords, the Zords are all running through the desert, and that's when the music plays. The go, go, Power Rangers. Rangers. So I was in the theater with a bunch of other people around my age or, you know, about 18 or so. And so the Zords come out, and everyone's like, yeah, woohoo, that's great. And I was like, yeah, this is great. And then I thought about it for a minute. I'm like, that doesn't fit anything else that has happened in this movie. <laughs> <laughs> but, but for nostal- nostalgia's sake, it was great. The first time for nostalgia's sake, it's great. But after that, it's going to be kind of <laughs> like, not going to hold up. Not going to, nope, it's not going to stand. <laughs> so was, are they the same original Zords, the Mastodon, the Pterodactyl, mm, all that? All or? but. They never tell you what they are, actually. Oh, really? I don't. I. I think yeah. I've heard enough. I want to. I want to go into it as fresh yeah. as possible. Okay. So. Yeah, I think. I think that might be fun to take my kids to. You'll. Yeah. Um, and you guys will also like Bill Hader as Alpha Five. Oh, that's right. Oh, that's I forgot right. about yeah. that. So I'm gonna get the right. boys, and we're gonna go see it. Go see it. You'll like it. Duly noted. Um, all right, Ken. You were the one who finished Iron Fist, right? No, Todd has finished. Oh, it. Todd, I'm, about, I'm the one that finished about Iron Fist. Two thirds through. So tell me about Iron Fist. I will tell you, I am halfway through the first episode, and it's not that I shut it off because I hated it. It's because I shut it off because I literally had something better to do, and yeah. I just have not ever brought it back up to my uh, on on my priorities list. So Iron Fist is kind of an uh, it's kind of an interesting story to begin with. Um, that that Iron Fist would become this this character that he has become. Uh, he's a, a B rate. Uh, hero through most of the Marvel universe, at least he was up until about the early nineties. Yeah, late eighties. Um, uh, late eighties is pushing it. Yeah, um, but he, he started to show up more. Anyway, he he, he was showing up in team ups and different kinds of yeah. things like that. Danny Rand is a Danny Rand has been a character that has kind of come in and out. 
of the Marvel Universe, and he really only starts to show up as a as a standalone character later on, more more recently. Uh, think martial arts Tony Stark, um, and you've yeah. and you've got a good beginning for who Danny Rand is. The difference being that Danny is not an alcoholic; he's a mystic, and that rather than fighting inner demons, he's fighting external demons um and with those two pieces if you can buy into the fact that a white boy that was lost in the himalayan mountains becomes the protector of a mystical village that's lost up in the himalayas (laughs) that only comes into phase with the with the rest of the world that we know every 15 years you can probably buy into the story pretty well it's like if dr strange did brigadoon it's it's If 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 Shambhala were Brigadoon, nice. Benedict Cumberbatch would be in this, but instead we have Danny Rand. Um, that that might have been the best thing. <laughs> I I will I will say that the first episode is probably the hardest episode to get through because they're trying they're trying to put a lot of pieces on the board that then get manipulated throughout the entire show. And uh, and the first episode took me a little while. Um, I I it took me two installments actually. Um, it's funny because these episodes aren't much they're they're about the same length as Daredevil Jessica Jones uh Luke Cage but the Daredevil episodes just they clip through and this one's like I still have this much time left in this episode really? There's a lot more there's a lot more moralizing in uh in this than there yeah. was in Daredevil. In Daredevil it's it's about uh, I'm going to I'm going to teach you a lesson. I'm I'm going to make sure you don't do this anymore. I'm yeah. going to stop you from hurting people. Danny Rand is like the Zen social justice warrior. He's it's very it's very much about Zen. It's very much about the inner conflict of yes, I want to do this, but is this the right thing to do? You know what what it's been. I mean, other than this one suffered from the same problem as Luke Cage and a little bit Jessica Jones is most of the people who are we're targeting this at don't know these characters. And so the entire first season is kind of establishment set up and all of that. But you've got to get to know them. Yeah. But the other thing this is, is, is it's Marvel's martial arts movie. You know yeah. how we always said every, every Marvel movie kind of has their thing, you know, this Civil, is their Kung Fu movie. Civil this War the was Kung the spy movie. thriller okay. and, and Luke Cage is now the, the urban movie. I'm in quotes there. And this is, this is their martial arts movie. A lot of the episodes are moving Danny Rand from one cool fight scene to another. And, and the fight scenes are pretty spectacular. They really, actually. the drunken fight. I actually, <laughs> so I mentioned I'm halfway through the pilot episode and there was, uh, there was a fight scene, a brief fight scene. The with very the beginning. Guards, yeah. And it was so pathetic. I wanted to cry. Yeah, yeah. You, that was, and that's maybe part of the reason I haven't picked up the rest of the series yet. But I just it, so compared to the fights in Daredevil, which I think are the greatest fights ever put on oh, the yeah. small screen. The thing that is, yeah, the thing that is different about about the way that they did that is number one. Um, when they approached Daredevil, they made Daredevil very gritty. It was very much a street fight kind mm-hmm. of a deal. Um, Danny Rand um, is. In in using a in using a kung fu style, um, winds up be, being much more um, stylized, much more something that you that you look at and you have right. to say, did did I just see that? Did that really work? Yeah. Um, and in the first episode, if you're talking about the one with that he fights the guards down in the in the lobby in the, in the lobby, lobby when he's, yeah, it is it is it is really interesting because they play the guards as absolute buffoons, but very shortly, um, about midway through, the guards come back. And it becomes a really interesting. It becomes really interesting to see how he turns all of this uh, martial arts that he's got against people with guns, against people with that that have 
real serious murderous intent. Right. And then the story evolves. The one thing that you have to remember about all of the Marvel stories that are taking place in New York, especially in Hell's Kitchen, is that the hand is the protagonist. Rather antagonist? Or antagonist, antagonist, excuse me. Right. And they are the antagonist that follows all of them. So whether you're whether you're watching Jessica Jones, whether you're watching uh, Daredevil, Danny Rand, eventually the hand touches all of them because of the way that they use organized crime. And in, yeah. And so it, where where we looked at um, where we looked at Avengers, the thing that kind of pulled them all together was Iron Man. Where we're looking at uh, Justice League, the thing that's pulling them all together is uh, Batman. Um, in in Marvel's universe, the thing that pulls them all together is that that holds all of these pieces together in the Hell's Kitchen stories is the involvement of the organized crime faction of the hand. And and the hand becomes really prominent in the set. The whole the whole thing about the iron fist is he is the protector of Kunlun expressly against the hand. So I mean, they sh- they show up in Daredevil. Obviously, they show up in Luke Cage, right. and now they really. I mean, so, Madame Gao shows up for most of the episodes. Right, I is. saw her in the previews. Uh, so I guess my question is, uh, should I care? Should I finish the this show? If yes. you're if you're a Marvel fan and if you're looking forward to the Defenders, yeah, this, because yeah, I'm wondering if this is actually suffering a bit from. From the fact that Defenders is the next thing on the list. Yeah. And so there, we have to get all these out there. We have to get all this taken care of. This and one and Luke Cage suffer heavily from that. They basically feel like 13 episode vehicles driving us to the Defenders. The defenders. And that is it. Um, and I, th- I mean, I, they're they're interesting. They got plenty of... Claire... Uh, what's her name? Claire... Uh, the, um, the nurse. Roxanne Dawson. Claire Dunham. Or Rosario Dawson. Yeah. Uh, Claire... What's her I can't, uh, Who cares? Yeah. Anyway, the Claire, the nurse, she shows up again and right. knows way too much medical knowledge than she's supposed to. And you know, can I tell you, I've, I've, I've gone through and read a little bit about Iron Fist, and this is probably this author has given me probably my favorite response to what the series is. It says this series takes everything good Marvel has done on a joyride, then returns it scratched, bruised, and smelling like patchouli and broken promises. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, okay. he's not too far off. No. Um, I, I enjoyed it. But again, I'm so if I'm not a Marvel fan, and I, I mean, I okay, I like the Marvel stuff that they, they've been doing with the MCU and stuff, but I haven't grown up on the comics or anything. Yeah, yeah, I don't. I never knew who the Iron Fist was until they started previews for this. I don't care. Is this show going to make me care? Yes, by the time it's done. Okay. Um, it, it it won't make you care on the level that you did about Daredevil. I'll guarantee you that. Right. Yeah. But. But you there's there's enough going on and there's enough there's enough storyline to to really enjoy the the, the ride. Right. It may be it may be returned, battered and bruised and smelling of patchouli. <laughs> but it's a but it's a fun ride. The one thing that I the one the one problem that I had with it, uh, and maybe this one? is a yeah I only had one. Okay. Um, and at least at this point in time, we'll see what happens on a second viewing. Um, but the one problem that I had was that the acting for the character Danny goes from being uh, very frenetic because of his reinsertion into the modern world. He's basically a 10-year-old who's 15 years out of time. Yeah. And to, in an adult body now. To then flipping back to being very wise beyond his years. Yeah. And and that piece I'm I, I kinda wanna I kinda wanna lay the the disjointed acting of that at the feet of the director as much as I do the feet of the actor. Because I think that they were trying to they were trying to give him something that says right. when he when he s- decides to channel his chi and start thinking with Shao Lao, then he is 
then he has the access to greater wisdom. Yeah, you know, it's funny you say that. I... I'm not an actor. I'm not a director. I'm not any of those things, but you guys all are. And uh, it's been an interesting thing since I've uh, been hanging around you guys for the last few years. And I've participated in some of your shows, you know, as far as uh, board ops and stuff like that. But uh, it's given me at least one little piece of insight into the world of acting, which is it's as often going to be the director's fault as the actors. Yep. And and we're mm-hmm. really hard on actors sometimes because that's who we see on the screen. But, you know, sometimes you're like, oh, they really ruined that role. And it's like, well, the director told them. Maybe. Was the director. Yeah. Exactly. Is, they did exactly what the director said. The director said, I loved it. And the director was high. And I'm sure right. that there are times when that's not totally accurate. <laughs> <laughs> I'm trying not to... <laughs> Being that I've been an actor for Todd a couple times here, I'm trying not to. <laughs> I'll, I'll I wasn't going to throw the jab. I'll, I'll, I'll fully admit that there are times that I've looked at Ryan. I've said, I really want it done this way. And Ryan gives me the look like, that is the stupidest thing. All, All right, right, fine, whatever. whatever. Yeah, we'll do the Picard shirt, Todd. Fine. Anyway, hey, that was good. You got to admit, that was it awesome. Was. I do have a question for you about this because it's something that someone brought up here. Um, the, the struggles, the writing in this struggles. Yes, um, and he had. They, yeah. they give you an example here of what they they said. Here's how a typical Iron Fist conversation goes. Character one, you did insert something that the audience just saw happen. Character two, I did the thing the character you are t- <laughs> one is talking about. Character one, that is a bad thing that you did. <laughs> character two, I am this thing and that did that thing. This is what I'm feeling right now. <laughs> this is. The average writing. I, there, there, there's, That's there are a it. lot of moments when that happens. They happen. It, they happen. Express. They happen. Um, not exclusively, but certainly very frequently around uh, a couple of characters, and especially it, it's especially around Colleen, Harold, Colleen Wing, and Harold and Colleen. Yeah, are the two that it ha- they happen around all the time, and I got tired of it. Does yeah. this feel like a CW piece? No. Okay. No. Uh, not to really like not to crap on the CW stuff because they've got some good things going no, but, no. but generally the dramatic terrible writing stuff like that I associate very similarly with when they try and be overly dramatic in Arrow and Flash and things like that not I, quite the same it feels like it's trying to be simple I will De- say like deliberately simple like I don't know I, I will say this if you'll if you stay with it they throw some twists in in the last two episodes that set up for a really interesting second season potential well, I'm happy to hear that, but I am tired of talking about Iron Fist. My hope is that I will probably, or my plan is that I will probably wait for Defenders to hit, mm. see if I get invested in that, and then go back and watch yeah, Iron see, Fist. Yeah, see if you care about the character from that, maybe. Yeah. yeah. All right, good call. Uh, all right. Ken? Yeah. What have you seen? Logan. Tell me more. I saw Logan. <laughs> <laughs> no, I, Ladies and gentlemen, that's what we deal with all the time. <laughs> Ryan, have you seen Logan? I have not yet okay, seen Logan. Okay, so the other three of I've... us have seen it. All right, so yeah. Ken, give us a rundown. Okay, if, um, if Power Rangers is is your childhood thing, Wolverine is mine. Yes. I, I cut yes. all of my comic book teeth on Wolverine. And by about the time 93 hit when they did the Bone Claws and all that, and 
really got funky through the 90s and extreme with X's and it, I kind of <laughs> lost it. But Old Man Logan kind of takes you back and it's it's really neat. This so is, for those who don't know, Old Man Logan, if I'm not mistaken, is the actual graphic novel that this is based on. Yes. Uh, Sorry. It, it, loosely. 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 There's there's really three story arcs that they're, that they're basing this film on. E- any one of the three could have been their own. Old Man Logan, Death of Wolverine, and the X-23 arc. Yes. Okay. All right. Keep going. So, so Logan is very good. It, it takes place. It, does it take place in the continuity? It, it loosely in the continuity of all of the uh, X Men so mm-hmm. far. Loosely, yeah. it, it takes place in the future, which I thought that that's funny. It, I think twenty twenty nine, which I thought was way in the future, and then I thought that's only twelve years away. <laughs> that's yeah. not so far in the and future now anymore. we're all old now we're all old so congratulations welcome so, to my, somebody, uh, my situation somebody is cured mutantism and it's slowly killing wolverine because he's is that what it is yeah okay one of my chiefest complaints with this movie is that suddenly wolverine isn't regenerating and nobody has told me why it doesn't do a very good job of explaining it. you just kind of have to know i think yeah. there's 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 another thing that's going on too and and they they allude to it in they alluded to it in uh, Origins Wolverine I think was that the last one no the last one was the Wolverine the Wolverine yeah, yeah. Um, the and, Japanese one and that is that um, in uh, putting the adamantium in his body um, poisoned him well it's toxic ha- yeah. has been has been slowly killing him over time and so that's part of what has drained his healing factor is that he just has to heal in order to stay alive hmm. yeah. And so that those those two things together, there's no new mutants coming in, and uh, his his healing factor is finally giving out, which mm-hmm. again matches some of those other. Right, and it leads for some funny stuff, like he's got one claw that won't protract correctly, and <laughs> that know, was and he's, funny. He's that drinking funny. all the time because he's always hurt. I and, uh, there might have been one or two lines, but for the most part, this movie was uh, aggressively unfunny. And so anytime oh, yeah. I hear you guys say, oh, that was really... No, it was not funny. There was <laughs> nothing funny about this movie. There were a couple um, things that just made me laugh. Like when, yeah. he, when, he, when he protracts his claws and one just kind of like, eh. They were the... They were the I, I think they, there's a pill for that. Yeah, actually, pretty as, much. As he's getting up in his age. They're Claw the, dysfunction, you know. They're the, they're the funny of... I can't believe I'm going to laugh at that, but there's been so much tension. I got to laugh at something. And uh, so that's, that's kind of how it feels like yeah, they were inserted. Maybe. And they're the kind of the funny of a guy who, Oh, my knees hurt all the time. And I completely relate to this now. Craig, when you're old, you'll think those are funny. Yeah. Oh dude, there my, you go. My back is killing me. Well, and so, so they've also, I mean, they've declared all mutants, you know, like, well, not all mutants, but mutants like professor X, a weapon of mass destruction, because he's kind of gotten Alzheimer's as he's in his nineties now. And, uh, his brain can literally kill people. Non-generic, actually. That's right. Because he, <laughs> okay, he, that he just can't of, keep. That was. He just can't keep his powers in control unless he's drugged, which he's always drugged because Wolverine makes sure that. And he's, they don't. And they don't make uh, adult diapers for Professor X's brain. Right. Exactly. And so when it leaks, bad things happen. They need a tinfoil diaper for Professor X's head. See, now that would have been funny. <laughs> I'd have paid money for <laughs> right? that for uh, Professor Professor X's brain diaper. <laughs> Um, which still, is basically what he wears still, in the Charles. original trilogy, right? That would have been a, a fantastic a product fantastic placement callback. deal. <laughs> depends. <laughs> product well, placement there. Is, <laughs> which depends okay. on one side and aluminum foil on the other. I don't want to take things too, like, I don't want to derail too much, but I hate product placement a lot of times when it's really yeah. aggressively done, like Man of Steel. Is, or, oh, I'm sorry, geez. the IHOP commercial that's three hours long. Yeah. Right. Yeah. <laughs> 
So that'd be pretty funny. But yeah, Power Rangers had a pretty bad one. But oh yeah, yeah, Krispy Kreme. Oh okay, oh, okay. We'll yeah, you, you'll figure it out. Making a comeback. Yeah. So anyway, anyway keep uh, going, okay. Ken. Keep going. Uh, so anyway, uh, he's only into the first twenty minutes. Folks. I know. Right. Yeah, just finish finish out the rest of the movie. Spoiler. All right. Here so we go. so girl, uh, a woman comes, drops this girl off at his doorstep, says, "Save this girl." So Wolverine and Professor X go on this long cross state uh, interstate trip to deliver this girl to North Dakota. Chaos ensues. Brains are stabbed. <laughs> oh, so many brains stabbed. It's that's. That's the thing. They they have been so excited to kick the kick the uh, safeties off of this thing and just stab brains and say the f bomb left and right. And that's the only thing that really made me go. Really, it's, it, is, I, is, I don't is, mind when Logan says it when Professor, Professor X, X is dropping, dropping f bombs. You know, like, every other on. sentence. It's like eh, there is guys. nothing in his sixty years of character development that say he would do that. Well. I don't know. The stuff they've done with James McAvoy lends you to think, okay, well, he had a youth. That's and true. So, and, know, and he does and have dementia. Maybe. And for somebody with dementia, you know, yeah, that's that's going to pop up again. So yeah, I, yeah. I get it, but it's still a little unsettling to watch. So. It was it was hard. It it was out of character from what we've seen up to this point in time. Right. Right. Uh, but I'll tell you what, both of those guys, uh, the actors, I mean. So strong. What, they're very good. Obviously, these are two of the greatest actors of their generations, I would argue. But um, they are so excited to be done. Yeah. And you you can see it in their performance in this movie as well. I, I think, um, you know, they're giving it what they've got, and that's great, but they're so happy to be done with it. You know, I watched a, I've watched a couple of, uh, of the talk show circuit pieces that they've done with different, with different uh, locations. Yeah. Um, and Hugh Jackman and... Uh, Hugh Jackman and Patrick Stewart both have said this is a great way to end for them. Right. Um, it's not a great. It's not the end of those characters. Obviously, they're gonna. You know, somebody's gonna somehow or other. They're gonna pass off the torch. I hope they do it right. Um, but but it's it makes sense to let these characters go and to move on to other things in their careers. So oh, yeah. let I'm, me let me ask you this: Would you rather see going forward? a recasting of Wolverine um, and continue to bring him into uh, the Days of Future Past type series or would you rather them see or would you rather them take X-23 X-23 and put her in there and just yeah. let that story run X-23 is that the daughter? that's yes. the girl oh, okay. that's the girl cool and there's there's a reason they call her X-23 they they show that in the film they talk about it right X, uh, we've already said spoiler alert right? yeah X-24 was the dumbest thing I think I've ever seen oh yeah uh, yeah that was just oh was that the young Logan? yeah oh okay that was the that was by far and away the dumbest thing that I think I've ever seen there's yeah. so many other ways that they could have done that yeah um, Donald Pierce. The, I, again, the comic references for the Reavers. Yeah, so many, so many great. They did a good job with the that. Comics. They did a good if job you, with that. But they don't beat you over the head. They're just there. And if you know them, then great. But that was the thing for me that I said that it's one of those moments where I say to myself, "Oh, okay." They were afraid to bring in some of those other pieces. There was a Lady Death Strike scene in one of the earlier. X Men Two. Yeah, in yeah. one of those, um, one of those ill-fated. Movies from the trilogy. No, X Men Two was the good one. <laughs> it was okay, um, but they could have brought in some other characters. They could have they could have done that piece and given Logan some other people to fight, without having him fight himself. Yeah. Yes. All right. Yeah. Uh, so, do you recommend this movie? I I don't want to hear what your recommendation is for Marvel fans. I want to hear what it is for regular moviegoers. Yes, it's a it's a it's a fantastic movie. 
if again, I mean, you don't have to have been a Marvel fan to have seen the Marvel movie or the, the X-Men movies. But if you haven't, if you don't have at least some background of who these characters are, you might get a little bit lost. But I think you could see this without I, you could see this cold. See it. OK, yeah, they, they do a good enough job of explaining, you know, what got them to this point without having to explain. Todd, go. Be stuff. comfortable with with the R rating. Yes. Be comfortable <laughs> with the gore. That. It earned yeah. that R rating. Which, this is something that I think I am both pleased and nervous about. And I felt the same way after Daredevil's success. Because I think Deadpool. It, or sorry, yeah, Deadpool's. Mm-hmm. Um, I'm really nervous that studios are going to see, ah, that's two in a row. Maybe the magic trick is just to turn them R. I, I just I'm, don't see that happening with all of them, but I'm happy to have a, a two-tier system. I'm, yeah, I, I, yeah, I'm on the same page, but I'm worried about when about that line, where they're going to push things. When right. is that? Because yes. they're always going to want to keep the open to just about everybody, your Avengers type right. thing, whatever. But when what what follows over on that line what what crosses over there right um, and and marvel marvel's been pretty pretty careful about it most of their most of the stuff that they've put into uh most of the stuff they put into netflix winds up being the tvma mm-hmm. um so that they can do they can explore some of those issues a little bit more um and i know you guys hated luke cage but i actually kind of am enjoying it so i liked it fine enough. i'm i'm going slow but um, but they, the rest of the the rest of the material, all of the stuff that they're doing on television with uh, Agents of Shield, they're keeping very family friendly. So there's a place, um, and and Marvel is trying to figure out how to do both, how to please both sets of fans, both sets of viewers. Yeah. Uh, from my perspective as a non comic booker, uh, they did not can I think do a very good job of explaining the background. And so there was a lot of atmosphere. There was a lot of character in this movie, but I was really confused the whole time. Yeah. About why? About who the antagonists were, who the little girl, well, they explained the little girl. Okay. Yeah. They don't really explain Um, the antagonist, but they don't explain what's wrong with Logan. They, you know, that is true. So there's, there's a lot of little things like that where I was just kind of scratching my head. I would say it's a i'd say it's a very good movie this is the movie i was talking about where i said it's very competently made yeah it's very yeah. competent i just don't think it's quite deserving of the accolades that it's getting from just from a non x-men weaned person yeah by that you know so anyway but it's a good one all right good performances i've got not a, necessarily the greatest movie i've got a clip to play for you guys all right ready <laughs> And it's AU from, uh, not from Sydney, Australia. I'd like to know from you guys, uh, what book or series of books would you most like to have turned into a TV series or movie? All right, so that's AU from Australia. That's what he's going by. AU, thanks for the voicemail. Uh, and yes, he wants to know what cool. what book or book series would we want to see turned into a TV series or movie? Uh, so we'll take five minutes on this and then we've got a couple other subjects to get through. So Ryan, what do you think? Well, my first inclination just because of our in-depth in it has been like Mistborn, things like that. Okay. I'd, I'd yeah. love to see oh, yeah. the visuals of that. Um, I've been trying to think of something outside of that realm just cause I know that's where we've, where we've been. I can't think of anything off the top of my head. Uh, because most of the things that are being written now are written in a cinematic styling that makes it already very kind to tv and right, right. movies so i don't think it's a very large step to ask any one of them anything that's been written in the last 
eight to ten years to be translated into little King Killer Chronicles, maybe. Yeah. Oh yeah. Something yeah. like that would be good. What do you think, Todd? The art of the deal. <laughs> <laughs> I would like to so see. Anyway. I would like to see the Xanth the Xanth oh, novels made into yes. a movie series or a TV I, I'm series. I'm not familiar. Piers Anthony. Piers Anthony oh, okay. Xanth series. Um, they were they were quirky. Okay. Um, very fun. Very well written. Very it poked fun at most high fantasy kinds of things in a high fantasy universe. Is it going to make a fan of high fantasy um, angry? I don't think so. Because I think there's light. there's send up and then there's like vicious attacks. No, they were right? not vicious attacks. No. Okay. They were uh, uh, they a were perfect, light. A perfect example: um, uh, Ruddy Gore the Vampire who occasionally would bring people to Xanth because they were needed to do certain kinds of things. But in order to be in Xanth, they needed to be of Xanth, so he would change them. So he brought a trucker into Xanth one time and turned him into a barbarian, and the only word he could remember to spell was Peterbilt. Um, <laughs> I mean, little little things like this that make you go, you got to be kidding me, but this is funny. That's awesome. All right, Ken. Uh, since, since it's AU from Australia, I would have to say... I've, as I've said before, the Rangers Apprentice series is that Australian. It, it's uh, written by John Flanagan, who's an Australian, and uh, it's about a dozen books long. I, th- I think it's a fantastic. It's a it's a young adult series. It's not epic fantasy. It's not it's not thick writing, but the characters are so good. It's uh, about this thirteen year old boy named Will who is an orphan ward of the kingdom. And this grizzled old ranger named Halt takes him in and teaches him how to be a ranger. And by the end of the series, he's, you know, awesome. All right. Know, knows, how to, knows how to shoot. They know how to, to do stealth and counterintelligence. They've got this mottled cloak that if you're following the wheel of, wheel of time, like uh, lands, like the right. warder's cloak that makes him kind of disappear a little bit like that. Okay. Um, a little bit closer to home. I want to see, I would love to see the Monster Hunter series. Yes. Made into a movie. That would be cool. That's uh, Larry Correa. Larry, Larry Correa. Or uh, Jim Butcher's Dresden Files. Okay. They tried yep. to make a series out of that about a decade ago. And it was good. It was okay. It was good. I liked it. They had the wrong... They, I think they had the wrong actor playing Paul Harry Dresden. Paul Blackthorne was the actor that played Harry Dresden. And it's just... I don't know. It could be done better. He's been better as uh, Captain Lance. Yeah. So for my pick, I actually went along Ryan's lines. Uh, just, you know, what have I been reading for the last few years? And Sanderson is extremely high on that list. Uh, but specifically, I would want to see um, like a Showtime or an HBO uh, or even like an AMC series uh, on Elantris. Mm-hmm. I think Elantris would be a perfect pick, partly because... A, a lot of people, when they read it, they go, oh, well, this guy's gotten a lot better, hasn't he? This is real, <laughs> you know, this is early career stuff. And I get that. But at the same time, shut up. Um, <laughs> like, <laughs> it's really, really, really good. Mm-hmm. And just because it's not as good as some of his later stuff, you know, that, that doesn't mean it's really good. I think the story is off the charts amazing. And even if he fumbled over some of the pacing and some of the the prose uh, that he got better at later, that's fine. And that's what can be fixed mm-hmm. in translation to uh, to a film or or in this case, I think a TV series. And it really, uh, I think it's set up nicely where it's not. You could do a whole season, uh, you know, a thirteen episode season 
uh, with just the Elantris storyline, but it doesn't get really sprawling the way that you do with Game of Thrones. Yeah, it would it would stay pretty cohesive, um, or it, it would stay pretty pretty tight on two or maybe three main storylines. Um, you got Raiden, you've got Serene, and you've got Hraithen. Uh, and so with those three storylines, you can bounce uh, around a little bit and th- keep things fresh a little bit, but uh, but things stay really tight and close for the entire season. I think it would be a great mm. pick for adaptation. As long as it's never touched by the letters M, T, or V, I'm happy. <laughs> I think that my only concern with doing Elantris, like that would be just because it is very well it's it's a great story and it's it is very well done but it lacks a lot of uh the draw of mass media in terms of like battle sequences and things like that until you get to the end right um yeah. so you would have a season of a lot of political intrigue which works really well for I've, season four of a series two but, words for you mad men that yeah. is that is nothing but dialogue mm-hmm. uh and it and it kills, right? But can you do can you do Mad Men? Can you do that inside in of a fantasy? fantasy? Sure. No, I get it. And I'm not I'm not going to sit here and pretend that it would be like the end all be all. Uh, but I, I think there are ways to do it, and mm-hmm. there are action sequences throughout um, that I you could that you could beef up a little bit, maybe. I was I I th- go along the lines. Of this one it works if you do it as a movie. Okay. Single movie write-off where you can put everything inside of a two-hour, two-hour time. That'd be tough. That'd be tough. Yeah. Well, you're gonna have to. I mean, <laughs> yeah, yeah. But I got you. I think that's that's how you get this story to work, where it can it can be successful. Okay. I like it. Um, all right. So we do have a few more minutes. We'll go a little bit long today. Surprise, surprise. <laughs> um, but what we like to talk. Speaking of Sanderson, new Sanderson cover. I can't say that I have a lot to uh, to say about it. Uh, I know that among the four of us, we had a, a few hours of uh, bickering on <laughs> Facebook uh, just between us uh, about what we thought of it. Um, but I like this. I didn't like this. I, I, yeah. Seriously, 10 seconds, go. I uh, I thought Thunderclasts would be bigger. That's all. I like fatter, like that's yeah, what like, our discussion like was. thick, <laughs> like thick, like a like a you'd see a stone giant or something like that. But I don't have a quibble with it. I just it wasn't my mental picture of a thunderclast. All right, Todd, what did you think of it? That wasn't what I expected Jasna to look like. Okay, but other than that, I I was I was pleased. I was pleased. the The clothing styles looked the clothing styles. I was I was totally imagining something different. So mm-hmm. there were some there were some visual depictions that I now have to recreate my my uh, structure for the world. But other than that, I I liked it. Ryan, um, I obviously I love the artwork. Um, I read an article that I think kind of gave me a little bit of a better footing on this piece. Uh, just it says that this artwork is not necessarily a direct representation of the scene in the book it's an artist's interpretation of this so don't it's not so the thunderclast may be a different visual sure it's all you know yasna can look different this is just how this artist saw this sequence yeah um and it's not necessarily all in the same moment um so i was like okay it's beautiful artwork meant to get someone to look at the look at the cover and go "Ooh, i want to read this and then realize they've got two books to read at a time right um but just the visuals of the whole thing i I don't have a problem with the thunderclass being the thinner piece, or whatever. Sure. Um, 
it doesn't bother me. The thing is still like 250 feet tall. <laughs> it's going to screw with some people anyway, right. regardless. Um, I had a little bit of a different visual as well when I first thought of Thunderclasts. I kind of thought of like a real life version of the... Uh, one Stay of the, puffed marshmallow, man. No. One uh, of the titans from the cartoon Hercules. Um, yes. Like the lava... Yeah, no, like that lava yeah. monster. Turn yeah. that into yeah. a more realistic thing. I'm a, my biggest fear is that it's they're they're going to end up being the never-ending story rock monster, and <laughs> <laughs> not terrifying, um, but just seeing uh, the visuals of Yasna uh, working soul casting uh, the wall yeah, into this cool. interesting thing. It just is beautiful piece. Love it. Very excited for Oath. Her shard blade. Yeah, yeah. I don't really have anything to add to that, so we can move on. Very excited. Um, for it, that's all. So you know what I've been doing since March third. And I mean all that I've been doing since March 3rd. Listening to uh, nope. political... Okay. Eating marshmallows? Nope. Playing Zelda. Oh. oh. Breath of the Wild came out the Switch, and Breath of the Wild were released on March 3rd. And I think I've put in now 90 hours um, in in the last 22 days. Are you kidding? No. Wow. <laughs> It's amazing. So, okay, so a lot of people have asked me, Craig, what do you think? Should I go out and buy a Switch? Well, first of all, good luck because they underproduced and you aren't likely to find one. But if you do... It's just what they do when they release a new device anyway. Well, yeah, what Nintendo does anyway, unfortunately. But anyway, um, my line has been, you know, the Switch, the jury is still out on the Switch. Um, it, It could end up being an amazing machine the playstation 3 it will go down in history as one of the greatest consoles ever but part of that is because it lasted so long and had such a library and and had such a shelf life right and so that could be the case with this i think the switch has a few problems but i think it's a really cool concept i'd probably give it like a six out of ten maybe maybe seven out of ten right at launch and and that could improve or uh unimprove i guess uh, over time but Breath of the Wild, 10 out of 10. It, it's it got like a 98 on Metacritic, and it deserves every single point that it's gotten. Okay. It is, nice. it's so much fun. I'm not going to call it the greatest game of all time, uh, or even the greatest <laughs> Zelda of all time, because I think... Because uh, that's awkward. I, I hate hyperbole. Because, well, no, because I already have those. <laughs> uh, but, uh, but it is... It is as good as advertised, and it was advertised quite a lot um, and quite highly. So if you if you have a Wii U and you're thinking, oh, maybe I should get... Yes, you should get Breath of the Wild. <laughs> get the game. Uh, you know, yes, the, the graphics won't be quite as good as they are on the Switch. I don't care. Uh, it is a joy and a pleasure to play. It's an amazing game. It basically, it's an open world concept, much like people would be familiar with if they've played Skyrim or something like that. Um, and they have packed Hyrule with all sorts of side quests, uh, side quests, interesting features, amazing landscapes, uh, you know, just these wonderful visuals. And it is huge. You can, I, I haven't timed it and I haven't looked up anybody who has, but if you went from you know, the southwest corner of the map all the way to the northeast corner of the map, I imagine it would take you, and you just ran on foot, I imagine it would take you an hour or two at at very least wow. to <laughs> get from corner to corner. It is a massive game. Did you see that there's someone who's beat it in 50 minutes? Yeah, and that's, that's another thing about it. So, like I said, I'm about 90 hours in. I could have 
beat it, you know, reasonably beat it in, say, 20 hours or so. Uh, you can just kind of work your way through the main quest and, and get through it and beat the beat Ganon at the end and be done. I'm not doing that. And I, You're I doing have, all the side quests. I want to do all the side quests. I'm just ha- <laughs> It's such a joy to run through this world and, and keep collecting stuff and upgrading stuff. And they've done such a wonderful job with the mechanics that, uh, that I don't want to leave. And you don't have to leave after you beat Ganon, but, you know, that is the end of the game. So, uh, And then the other thing is that the design of not just the world, but the characters themselves, especially Link and Zelda, is spectacular. Hmm. They, they've they designed them perfectly, in my opinion. And I'm sure that part of the design uh, decisions were around, can this be cosplayed? And it's perfect for <laughs> cosplay. So Nice. <laughs> so it's great. Um, anyway... <laughs> <laughs> Do I recommend it? No, not really. Okay, okay. Yeah, I'm yeah. glad you're. I'm glad you're clear. Yeah, I really want to play it. I I enjoyed the little bit of the Zelda series that I've played, but I for just about everyone I've talked to, they're big Zelda fans, and so they're the they were out there the day the Switch was released so that they could get Breath of the Wild. Right. The Switch was the nice add-on that came with that's, the game. That's that you just described me. <laughs> <laughs> and so I've played. I have finished Ocarina of Time. And that's the only one I've finished. You've, you've very, very nearly finished uh, Skyward yes, Sword. Uh, you <laughs> just literally sitting on my at home <laughs> at the last villain, unbeaten. <laughs> wow. Um, so my answer to that is that this is a perfect place to pick up on the Zelda franchise hmm. because it it has a lot of callbacks to previous uh, installments, but it does not rely on any of those. Um, in fact. In the entire game, there are five dungeons. Oh. That's it. Wow. Really? Uh, just five dungeons. At, at, but there are 120 mini dungeons that you have oh. to go search out and find. Uh, and so those are all optional. Well, except for the first four. Uh, but they're optional. And then you can go run straight to the other dungeons if you want to. But anyway, uh, so it's things like that. You still have heart pieces, but... You still have hearts, that that's your life bar, but you don't go collect hearts off the ground to refill it. You have to cook <laughs> food. You have to cook it and eat it, and then that will refill your hearts. And, Ooh. you know, you have to find the right clothing to go trudging through the mountains, and you have, you know, et cetera, et cetera. Um, Ryan, by the way, Link is the greatest free climber in the world, and you can actually get a set of clothing that helps you climb mountains faster and better. It's, really? It's pretty fantastic. So. That's pretty cool. I saw a... Uh a meme it's not really a meme just a little video that showed uh, it says when you're playing Breath of the Wild and then it was, it's from Robin Hood Men in Tights when they're doing the sticks <laughs> oh yeah <laughs> <laughs> it keeps breaking in half your stick is broken in half your, your medium yeah. sized stick is broken in half yeah. every, every weapon you pick up is going to break if, if you <laughs> use it no it's that's the mechanic so that you don't get attached to anything your weapon has a limited lifespan and a certain number of hits on enemies will huh. break it and then you have to go, and so eventually if you run out of weapons, you literally go to a tree and grab a tree branch, and you have to defeat an enemy and take his club, and then go defeat another <laughs> With a tree enemy, branch. And then, <laughs> and then use the club to go get a sword, and et cetera, et cetera. It's pretty <laughs> I like it. So. Until you, I, I assume the Master Sword can't be beaten. Uh, the Master Sword, it regenerates, but it actually loses its power and you can't use it for 10 minutes once you reach its lifespan. Uh, so, wow. So even it is not technically indestructible or whatever. Anyway. Interesting. Um, the last thing that I wanted to bring up, just as a point of interest, I, I 
help run another podcast called TV and Jelly. If anybody cares, we talk about TV and movies and stuff. And uh, this week I had to watch a TV show for that one. It's called Time After Time. Oh, yeah. That's on ABC. Now check this out. Because oh, yeah. we did, you guys remember we did the time machine? Yep. And so imagine this. H.G. Uh, Wells, at the beginning of the book, he's got all of his friends and he's telling them about this time machine that he's going to build. And that's how the beginning of this this show starts out. Well, H.G. Wells uh, invites all of his friends over and one of his friends is named John. And John turns out to be Jack the Ripper. Yes. Oh, yeah. And in the first five minutes of the show, he uh, on his way to the party, Jack the Ripper kills uh, a hooker as he is wont to do. And... So then he goes to the party and then the cops catch up and they show up at H.G. Wells' house and they're like, a hooker just got killed real close by. We need to search your house. Sure, come on in. And so Jack the Ripper's like, oh, I got to get out of here. I know. I'll go use that time machine in the basement. And he mm-hmm. takes off and then uh, and H.G. Th- is like, oh, well, and I got to go after him. Where'd he go? Oh, well, he went to May 2017 in New York City. And so that's the premise of the show is H.G. Wells is chasing yeah. Jack the Ripper through New York in 2017. Now, it's it's a stupid and fun concept that goes with an incredibly stupid and pretty fun show. Um <laughs> Which, it, it is which is based so so bad. Which is based on a really bad movie from the eighties that they did this. Oh yeah, I didn't know that. Um, it, it, in fact, I found it. I found it interesting that that one. And what's the other one that's been made into a TV series that was a um, that was a movie or I, series of movies? Timeless is that? No, no. no. They did timeline, but it crashed. No, yeah. Um, no, it wasn't. Anyway, a t- it, it, this 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 year because with Training Day becoming a t- uh, TV oh, series. Oh, Taken. Taken oh, has become this. Yeah. This year seems to have been the and, the year uh, that they took movies and turned them into, into TV shows. TV shows, really bad TV shows. So yeah. anyway, um, yeah, it's. But have, so, is it a guilty pleasure yeah, or is it just? I'm a, not sure. I watched I watched the pilot <laughs> and the pilot ended so poorly that I couldn't bring myself to watch the next episode. I think maybe now I will just to see because uh, you know a pilot is a pilot and then usually yeah. the the show will hit its stride after a while. Um, but it was, uh, it was really hamily acted, um, and really badly put together. It was mm-hmm. written by committee. You could see the kernel of a, a fun little, uh, stupid, but fun little idea, uh, for a TV show. And then it, the executives get it and it's like, oh, there's no, there's, you need more romance. All of a sudden it Their gets love noted. interest is there. Why did, Why is there no romantic scene? And so in the middle of the show, in the middle of like a chase scene, basically, they stop for like two minutes of gazing longingly into each other's eyes and you're like, what is going on? And then there's also some really poorly shoehorned political stuff in there because H.G. Wells was an avowed socialist and he was convinced that in the future we would have utopia and that technology would uh, necessitate the advance of human ideals, et cetera, et cetera. And so he gets to 2017, and and it Where turns out, flying cars? and it turns out that people still shoot each other, and and people stab each other, and Donald Trump is the president, and he literally, like, you remember that TV or that commercial from like the 70s with the, the Indian. Indian that's crying? Yes, a single tear? And that's, yes. They have that H.G. Wells is crying a single tear because he's wow. watching a news broadcast. It's so poor. And that there's a great there's a great scene with uh, Jack the Ripper. He goes, "H.G., do you realize that in this time, 
People can just walk into a store and buy a gun. It's wonderful. This is my kind of place. And, you know, it's just that kind of really pathetic dialogue and commentary on modern politics. It's really bad. But that being said, could be some fun. I don't know. Anyway. If you want to visit a great series that uses H.G. Wells, um, it doesn't occur till later in the series, but Warehouse 13... Warehouse 13 oh, was, was great. Yeah. Fantastic series. Yeah, they did a good job with that. Um, and, you know, the, whether, whether uh, I don't know whether you guys are watching any of the Amazon, uh, Amazon produced pilot series. Um, they've got a, they've got a really interesting one called The Expanse, which is based on a book series. Oh, right. Oh, I've yeah. I want to, I've um, been meaning to see this sometime. <laughs> very impressed, but um, I'm, I'm sure we don't have time to talk about it tonight. Maybe yeah. another time. All right. Uh, cool. We'd better wrap it up unless Ryan's giggle means he's got something to say. No, the, I don't think it's The Expanse. There's another series Sci-Fi is doing, um, I believe. Oh, I can't remember. Maybe it is The Expanse. But I was reading an episode recap the uh, uh, a couple weeks ago, and the episode title was The Mormons Are Going to Be So Mad at Us or something oh, like yeah, that. Oh, yeah, yeah, yeah. That's, that's the, the Expanse. Expanse. Yeah. They, they ran the, their temple spaceship into... It's a, into the, an asteroid <laughs> or something. It's, 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 quite, it's quite entertaining. They're... It just yeah. made me laugh. It's been a, it's been interesting to watch that on Amazon. I don't I'm not sure if that one's been produced by Amazon, but I know it's being it's been released by Amazon in conjunction with Sci-Fi. So it's been a fun show. All right, well let's wrap it up because it's uh, we've been recording for a minute and eleven or an hour eleven. Sorry, that's longer than that's, we normally. That's do. longer than we normally yeah. go. But uh, and we still have so much what? more to talk about. This was this was basically this. Uh, podcast episode was done basically because there have been a couple of people that have said you know what I'm not reading the wheel of time and I'm not planning to yet I miss <laughs> listening to you guys and I'm like alright alright we need to get away a little bit from uh, wheel of time so you know it's fun to do these honestly I love, it, I it's love a it. blast to do these episodes I didn't talk we haven't touched on Lego Batman you should go see that one uh, Lego Batman There's is so definitely oh, yeah. we haven't talked about what's coming out I mean uh, I, don't, I'm very I don't care ex- I'm very excited for Guardians of the Galaxy 2 very we have a lot to talk about. Yeah, and, and that's the thing. We'll we'll do these every few months and kind of uh round up on what we've quarter, what we've been doing. The so. quarterly random roundup. There you go. There we go. Uh all right. So thanks for listening, everybody. Make sure you go to patreon.com slash legendarium and support the show. Also make sure you go to reddit.com slash the legendarium, I think. I uh, need to double check. <laughs> uh, it is. It is. It is. In fact, oh, it's reddit.com slash r slash the legendary. The yes. uh, or you can just search us. Anyway, uh, and and subscribe to the <laughs> Ryan subreddit. Just randomly there. starts laughing over there. Right? I, Ryan hates us. I have no. I, I'm derailing Craig here, but I just discovered a Twitter uh, follower that I'm now going to follow. It's fifty nerds of gray. Oh no! <laughs> oh my goodness! I, I want just to give you what they an example of what they tweet out. He was very careful during bondage sessions. <laughs> he always used a safe word that contained an upper and lowercase letters. <laughs> <at least. laughs> I'm going there to follow right now. Yeah. <laughs> pumpkin, pumpkin, pumpkin. All right. I hate you guys so much. <laughs> and we're back. Uh, um, what was I going to say? Oh, and then also the voicemail. Don't forget about the voicemail. You can leave us a voicemail anytime, and uh, we'll find a way to fit it into the show if you are a reasonable human being. If you call and yell at us. Well, now I kind of want to put that in. But anyway. Uh, all right. Thanks, everybody, for listening. I'm sure I'm forgetting something, and so I'll throw it in the show notes. Uh, so check those. Make sure you're checking those every episode. Sometimes I put, like, spoiler alerts and stuff in there if we forget to do it in the show. So make sure you check those before you listen. And uh, 
Anyway, I think that'll do it for this week. So next week we're doing a little uh, recap or a refresh on Wheel of Time before we start into book six. And, uh, and then we'll get started on that. Uh, we'll see you all on Facebook, on Reddit, on Twitter, on all the things except what the young people are using. So I'm not on Snapchat. I'm not going to be on Snapchat. No. And stop asking. Uh, anyway, we'll see you guys all later. Thanks for listening. And get off our lawn.